basketball jump. I got a basketball jump. I got a basketball jump. Ooh, baby. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to In the Back of the Class NBA Podcast. I'm your boy, A-Love. Yo, this your boy, Easy. What up? What's happening? Yes, what's going on, folks? You folks do not believe. Me and Easy have already started the show, um, and it's, a, it's it's already an awesome show. We just forgot to uh, hit um, start broadcast. So uh, we'll try to keep that same uh, <clears throat> great performance we gave just a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah, easy. man, we, we killed it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how was your week, man? Tell the folks my how week, your week was, for real. <laughs> my week was cool, man. Um, you know, I poured drinks for a living, then, you know, I was taking people lives with 2K. Well, well, let me take that back because uh, I kind of lost my, my touch mm. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, yeah, you, I kind of lost my touch. I went through a little losing streak lately. Do you think it's that new patch they put in, man? You think that's got something? Because I've been, I've been kind of, uh, you know, losing a lot lately too. You know, I, I want to say that, but then it's like um, 2K came out and say that it's never the patch really? that causes. It's never the patch that causes you to lose your jump shot or touch or anything. So I don't know. It's just the fact that I've been playing the new Apex, man, and I've been kind of avoiding my 2K duties. Uh, you know, I got so. you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, wish, I wish my wife would let me play more than one game, and uh, <laughs> you know, I only get to play two K. But you know, um, but Dang, yeah, man, how was your week though, bro? Oh man, that's pretty cool, man. Got to uh, MC in a, a Black History event at my uh, um, church. Um, okay. Yeah, a little program my mom puts on helps uh, put together. So uh, that that was pretty fun, man. Uh, and other than that, it's been a great week, man. But uh. You know, I'm ready to talk about this league, man, because we had some things going on, man, that uh, it's been excited to talk about. I know you are as well. Yeah, um, man. So you ready? You ready to get started, man? All right, man. Let's get it bracken. Uh, Cracking uh, bracken. <laughs> Once again. I'm right. neutral. <laughs> uh, all right, easy. So um, as you as you know, every and as everyone else knows, uh, the Spurs played the Raptors this past Friday in what was DeMar DeRozan's first visit to Toronto since being dealt to the Spurs back in July. DeMar scored 23 points along with eight assists and what was ultimately a 120-117 Raptors loss to the Spurs. Kawhi had 25 points and six rebounds as well as the go-ahead bucket with 20 seconds left. Easy. My mm-hmm. question to you is um, does this tell us even more who won the trade and who did win the trade? Who do you think? Who, who did you think won the trade? Well, if we're going off this season alone, Toronto won so far. But that also depends, like, hmm. longevity-wise. Because if Kawhi leaves at the next summer, yeah, then, you know, it's like a one-and-done year, you know, and which is looking like. But um, DeMar hasn't been no slouch either. You know, he's been putting up, what, 21, six assists, six rebounds a game. You know, so, I mean, then on top of that, San Antonio, you got him for some years now. Right. So, you got you got him for the rest of his prime. Boy, he's 29 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got him to 29 until, you know, he starts to slow down. So, 
with him, Aldridge, and then then you look at the list of injuries that the Spurs got. You know, next year they might come back stronger. So, who, I, San Antonio might win longevity. So, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like you, man. Um, it's a, it's, you got to look at it like all deals, short term, long term, and uh, in the short term, definitely, uh, Kawhi it was the better end of that trade, and uh, but long term, like you said, you got DeRozan more years in, in his, mm. within his prime. You also got a pretty solid team around him, man. Um, you know, but I think ultimately it could still be cool. Why, in this fact, um, DeMar still chokes in the playoffs, man. He has that, he has that narrative that follows him. And that how the game ended on Friday just added more to that fact that in the big moments, DeMar does not come through. So I think, you know. DeMar does have to step up in the playoffs. And if he could come out and actually prove that narrative wrong, I guess you could still say that the Spurs could have still won this in the short term as well. Well, when you think about DeMar being in San Antonio, he doesn't have to be the superstar. He could be the best player on the team, but he hasn't he does he doesn't have to close out games because you know you have other yeah, because of the system and you have other players around you who pop trust to close out our games for you. You know, then you got Lamarcus Aldridge as your partner, so uh-huh. it's not really, it's not on Demar to be, you know, the best player on the team. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think even the Spurs at, you know, even throughout their whole um, run as this dynasty, they, they've always, for the most part, at least especially in the lat in the Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and um, Nanu um, years had somebody that closes games. And I think Lamar yeah. is supposed to be that. Um, well, but- when you look at San Antonio, when you look at San Antonio in their history, uh, it's always somebody, it's not always dependent on one person. When you think about it, Tim Duncan, where he got like two finals MVPs, you got Tony Parker winning another one and Kawhi winning the other one. So, I mean, but then, and you know, keep in mind some of those uh series were pretty much sweeps, not really a lot of close games. Uh, but um, I don't know. I one thing, well, say, oh, oh, go ahead, well, go ahead. no, no, go I, ahead, no, go ahead. No, this is what I had to ask you something, and it's off topic a little bit, but go ahead and finish your thought. <laughs> I was gonna say because a lot of uh, the biggest misconception is that that um, that the, that the Spurs just wiped the Cavaliers out. The Cavaliers were in all of them games. Are we talk? We, we I'm I, specifically. I'm talking about the first time around. The first time uh, around, them games were close. Really? Them games were close. Look at the I scores again. Look at, that. I what, look at yeah, the scores. Yeah, I'm, that's that's pretty interesting. No, because I I'm, I'm like I'm like what you said. I, I, if when I think back to those games, I think they're like just all blowouts. You know what I mean? No, nah, they but, wasn't. Really? I think all of them were really close games. Wow. That's, that's, that's yeah. what's up. Now, so what I was going to say, man, was that you said that it's looking like it's going to be a one-and-done year. You don't believe that there's a chance that Kawhi goes back to the Raptors? No. He signs with them? No. Not at all? Well, I'm not going to say not at all, but I gave it a less than likely chance that he goes to uh, – that he stays in Toronto. You think he's going to Brooklyn? Nah, I would love for him to go to Brooklyn. We we need him in Brooklyn, but uh, I think he more so. I think I'm gonna predict he goes to the Clippers. 
Clippers. Ah, that's my Kawhi team, the Clippers. Ah, y'all heard it right here. Easy's Kawhi team is the Clippers. We need to get your wife's predictions because she's been kind of scary, right? Oh, Marley, if you're uh, listening, um, which I believe you are, uh, who who do you think? Kawhi will resign with. If for the folks, if this is your first time listening, if you don't know the story, so um, way back when we uh, our first show, uh, my wife Marley Love called in and she said she predicted that Kawhi or uh, Kyrie Irving would end up with the Lakers, rejoining LeBron. At the time, we both easy. Then we think it was, it was crazy. crazy. Oh, what is she talking about? Ridiculous. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, now you hear that that's all you hear him connected on a daily basis with uh you know the Lakers, um so uh I don't see Marley picking a team picking a team yet so uh I tell you what let's she go says ahead. the Raptors oh the Raptors let's yeah she it. says the Raptors oh um okay um uh, Kawhi however you spell his name he stand with the Raptors oh <laughs> oh Marley I thought you might say something like the Orlando Magic and be correct about it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be scary. That would be scary. Oh man, that's funny. Um, so yeah, let's uh let's let's go ahead easy. Let's move on to uh our next uh, topic, man. Uh the Kia MVP race. Uh coming in after the all-star break. Um did you want me to read off the top ten or the top five? Oh, we, we, we're gonna so yeah, let's let's go ahead and set up so uh, go what, down? what uh what what me and easy are gonna do is uh we're going to pick our basically rank the top our top five for the MVP race. If uh, you go up, if you go to Kia, what we're basing this on basically is um, Kia is doing a ladder. It's an MVP ladder up at NBA.com, and uh, basically for their list, they rank every week who they have for. Uh, on ranking for who's on pace to win the NBA MVP. So uh, first, um, Easy's gonna uh, base Easy. That's that's where you got your list from, right? Right. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, Easy, go ahead and uh, just tell the people the top five on the Kia list, and uh, we'll go ahead and um. Okay. Uh, Kia's top five is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know if I said that right, but oh well. <laughs> uh, we'll James Haran. <laughs> uh Harden, James Harden, number two. They have Paul George at number three, Steph Curry at number four, and Joel Embiid at number five. Yes. Uh A Love, do you agree with the top five? Oh. Or what is your order? Easy. Come on, baby. We would have a show if we agreed with them. No, I don't Facts. agree with the top five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, uh, so should I start at should I start at five and work my way up one? A little suspense type deal. Or yeah, I, make it suspenseful. Okay, okay, let's make it suspenseful. First of all, um, I'm gonna go with Kawhi at number five. Um, Kawhi okay. it, Um, you know, uh, the number four I got Joel Embiid. Um, number three I go with James. Harden or Harden, and then uh, number two I have Paul George, and number one I have Giannis. So my biggest difference is I guess I have um, my man Paul George up at two over James Harden, and you know I guess because we kind of hate on Harden, but really I, I like yeah, what Paul George is doing more than James Harden. But that that's my five. Easy. What, what's your five, man? 
Okay, starting from five up, uh, I'm going with the Joker at number five. What? The wow. Joker. Yes, at number five, Denver's second place in the in the Hunger Games, the Western right, Conference. Right. He's been putting in work. Number four, I have Kawhi. Okay. And number three, I have James Harden. Number two, I have Paul George. And number one, I have Giannis. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, now, so. I, I thought about Jokic, man, but here's the deal with Jokic. Um, you know, it was hard to put. I like what the Nuggets are doing, and uh, Jokic is definitely uh, a bit of the name that's familiar with that, everybody's familiar with. But his numbers aren't really aren't better than Joel Embiid, so I really couldn't see taking Joel Embiid out of the top five. Um, I mean, Embiid's numbers are 27.3 points. 13.5 rebounds, which is ridiculous. Also, three and a half assists a game and with uh, 1.9 blocks. So, well, uh, the Joker averaged 20.7 assists and 10 boards. And his team is number two. What you mean, 20? Uh, say, say it again, easy. 20 points, seven assists, and wow. 10 rebounds. Right. So, I mean, there are different styles of games. You know what I'm saying? Right. And my problem with putting Joel up there in the top five is. He can't get his team past the Pacers in the East. They're still the Ooh, number four team. Yeah, what's up with that? You have Tobias Harris. You have my guy, my main man on the trigger, uh, Jimmy Buckets. You have yeah. um, and well, Ben Simmons. Well, we know Embiid did. You know he he did get hurt recently, so uh, you know they they're working on chemistry. That injury to him is not going to help the progress of that. But that's true. Um, I, I, I like 76ers after the trade deadline a lot more than I did before. Um, so I think they'll get it together and pass those paces up eventually. But like you said, man, uh, winning is Those paces are fighting. They those are, paces yeah. are fighting. You know what I want? I want for them to stay that third seed and then give my nets. <laughs> give my nets at the sixth seed. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we get the easiest first round. So hey, there you go. Easy. Hopefully that's what happens. And but, your, boys, your boys are hooping easy. The Nets are yeah, hooping, the, man. The Nets are hooping. I told somebody, and people laughed at me. I said the Nets are going to make the playoffs this year. And people uh, laughed at me. And so them same people, I do not want to see you hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> if y'all go back to episode one, uh, you can listen to Anchor, iTunes, whatever. Um I was probably one of those people that laughed at easy. So, but there's something about this list that I find a little shaky. Uh, so let me read six to ten. Okay, okay. They have KD at number six. They have LeBron at number seven. Jokic at number eight. Kawhi at number nine, and Kyrie at number ten. Now, out of those last five names I just named, who do you think doesn't deserve to be? In that top ten spot. Ooh, wow, that is uh, that's deep, man. Because I know what you're trying to bait me into saying. Yes, um, <laughs> I want you to say it. You have to say it. Let's be objective. Let's be realistic. I, you know, um, I, I, I guess I have to say. Come on now. Come on now. Come, come, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie oh. Irving. Oh, my God. The shenanigans. Team is much better when he doesn't play. Is that real? 
That's <laughs> real. That's the smallest. <laughs> he, uh, oh, the, team gonna... is, the, the team is underachieving in a weaker conference. His team is underachieving. His team is – but he's the man of that team. This the wow. same. We're trying to earn credibility. You are. I'm adding credibility. I'm, we're keeping the scale the same. The same test that you used on Mr. Joel Embiid, where you tax, you know, you you tax them for his team underachieving. Once you say the Celtics should be coming in, didn't both of us think that the Celtics would be a one C two at? That's at true. Uh, yeah, that's true. But if we're going off your scale, they're having chemistry issues. They're still trying to find, you know, get the, the their lineup adjusted right and all that. The same scale that you're using Joel and B for. <laughs> um. So you so you're saying LeBron James? Let's put it out there. You're saying LeBron James? Yes. Shenanigans. I, I, I the shenanigans flag. I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how you can like. I mean, you can't go wrong either way. I guess. All right. But, check this out. Check this out. You can make an argument that Kyrie doesn't belong on, in the top ten. Okay. But he's higher than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> he is higher than LeBron. Let's be uh, realistic now. Let's I be mean, real. Both, I, you know, how many games did both of them miss? I guess LeBron, I guess, obviously probably missed more, you think, or no? I think I he think. missed more because LeBron missed like a month. He missed like 17 games. Wow. So that's interesting. What's what we need? We need a research department. Research, uh, if this is your first time listening, we're trying to um, get a research department. So that's why you guys yeah. need to subscribe um, on YouTube, uh, like our Facebook All page. All that good stuff. If you already haven't, um, you know, Twitter. go to our Twitter, um, in the back of the class. Um, yeah, we out here. Yes, please do. Um, man, easy. Uh, that was a that, that was interesting, man. Though that that was definitely was a interesting. Who doesn't belong in that final five? Shenanigans. <laughs> Damian Lillard. Oh, Darian Fox. There's, there's a bunch of names. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo. I thought about boy D'Angelo Russell before I put in LeBron. Really? Yes. I, I can't really argue with that, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so shenanigans flag on that one. So easy. As you probably heard, man, the NBA is considering changing the 18 year the 19-year-old age limit, lowering it back down to 18, which will ultimately end the one and done rule for uh college sports, uh college basketball. Mm-hmm. So um my question for you, Easy, is uh, how do you feel about that rule? Do you agree with it? Do you think it's about time to change it, or do you think they're making a mistake? I think – I don't know because I'm kind of indifferent on it. I think the college system is is a scam. You know, I think them boys should be getting paid. You know, uh, that Duke-UNC game, the average ticket was second to the Super Bowl. Wow. You know, so them boys should be getting paid. But when you look at the scale of um, NBA players to come into the league, uh, 45 of them made it. And you have to exclude Moses Malone because he was drafted to the ABA. Mm-hmm. But 45 of them made it. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Uh, KG, Kobe, LeBron, McGrady's in the um, 
in the Hall of Fame, even though I disagree with that. But Kobe, KG, LeBron will eventually make the Hall of Fame. Um, Jermaine O'Neal, Maury Stoudemire, Dwight Howard, Rashard Lewis, Lewis, Tyson Chandler, Andrew Bynum. Those are the only other ones to make the uh, All-Star game. So what is that? I just gave you, what, 10 names? Mm -hmm. 10 names out of the 45 players has, you could say, been somewhat successful. And then I throw in Monta Ellis who had a decent career. But other than that, you know, there's a huge drop-off. So I believe there should be some kind of system, you know, like how the MLB has the um, – the um, what is that? The farming system. Yep. Farm system, the triple-A, double-A. The triple-A, yeah, triple-A, double-A. I believe it should be something like that because I do believe that they should be getting paid because they right. do, you know, they do bring revenue. So right. I – at least, unless college is going to start paying them boys, I think the NBA should implement a system, which I think they did with the G League. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that that that's what uh, I was going to point to. Uh, first of all, it is no surprise, and this is in the news the, the same week that uh, Zion gets hurt on a nationally televised yeah overall pick. But um, I I agree with the uh, the the changing of the rule. I I think that you know. Um, if you're coming out of high school, you want to take that risk to make a pro system. I think the system should be able to evaluate that talent and the kids should have that opportunity. Perhaps uh, the ba- using the baseball example for the college, the, uh, the college model, as I think that model being uh, if, um, you know, you can enter the draft. If uh, you don't like where you went into the draft, you can go to college, but you have to stay with it. I think at college for like, uh, what is it, three years? Maybe something like that. But ultimately, I think that there's a plan um, for creating what you call a system, a mm-hmm. better system. And yeah, I think you hit it dead on, the G League. Um, as you can see, there was an announcement today that the G League, now the, the big showcase they have, they're moving it up uh, so that it fits better with, uh, I think, what was it, the draft? Uh, so anyway, the, the league is coordinating. <laughs> Um, events within the G League because um, easy. I have a conspiracy theory about college basketball and what the effects of the NBA's creation of the system will have on it. Man, I don't know if I should put it out there though. Easy, you don't think so? Okay, I will. Go uh, ahead, talk. It, it, <laughs> I think, um, well, you know. Two years ago, was that two years ago when you had the, those, or was that last year when they had the FBI investigations in the college basketball? Mm-hmm. You had one of your biggest faces, Rick Pitino, involved in, in, in that, and a, a whole bunch of big names within the college game. I think that there was, that created an opportunity for uh, something else to move in the place of college, be, becoming that system of feeding the NBA. And I think the NBA is you trying to make the G League exactly that. What effect that will have on college basketball, I think, because the G League now allows kids from high school to play in the G League. I think what you're going to see here in the next few years, as more money is flowing into the G League and you might see TV deals, but you might see some of your big name college basketball coaches actually go over and coach in the G League. Watch I, one dude I can see doing that is Calipari, John Calipari. I can see Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino said he wants to, he was done with coaching last year. And then you hear things about him wanting to get back in the NBA. Ultimately, I can see him coming back to the game into in the G League. 
Um, so what that will do now, all of your top high school talent in the country more than likely will sign with a G league team and college basketball will go back to what everybody used to love college ba- basketball for the traditional four year kids, the seniors and juniors playing in the tournament, grinding it out. Well, America yeah. thinks they like that, but I think that will ultimately kill college basketball as we know it today. The same thing about it is I like seeing the top players in college basketball. I do like seeing that, you know, because the history, tradition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you think about uh, Kareem at UCLA, you know, you think about Jordan and Carolina, you know, you think of tradition, history, and then you get to see them. It's I, I just I like seeing you know the top players in college basketball, but I think they should be getting paid, and that's my biggest thing because they bring in revenue. It's interesting that we, I see. I don't really when we talk it's like Kareem. It, naturally, my mind goes to NBA, his NBA legacy, right? Yeah. Um, and Jordan, especially, you know, because yeah. Jordan's but, career, college career is almost like a forgotten, uh, in some cases. You know, people don't even remember the details of that. That's true. So I, I think but, tradition might save it, but in some cases, I think it could be the possibility that tradition is overrated. But I don't know. But when you think about some of the, the uh, when you think about one of the biggest times of the year, March Madness, yeah, you want to see the best players complete compete against each other. You know, best high school. You know what I'm saying? Compete against each other. But uh, I think they should be getting paid. Um. I had a great point, but I lost it. Oh, that might no. be that might be old age. No. <laughs> I think, I think my old age is catching up. That's but. terrible. That makes me that makes me feel so scared because it be happening to me all the time lately. Man. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a great one too, man. It was like a haymaker. It was like one of them smack them smack uh, URL battle haymakers <laughs> with the Don DeMarco's popping off and stuff. But. <laughs> yeah. I know. We need, we, need, we, need to, we need to get that sound effect. We're going to get the sound board. We're going to be popping in a minute. So, after losing to the Houston Rockets without James Harden, the question that I have for my boy A-Love is, do you think Houston or any other team has a chance of knocking off Golden State in the Western Conference? Well, who do you see representing the Western Conference outside Golden State? In huh. the if not Golden State, who do I see coming out the West? Mm-hmm. Huh. I think easy. It's between two teams, man. Um, the two teams that I have in mind are obviously uh, the Rockets and um, OKC. Yeah. For me, um, I don't like either. I think we both agreed. We the, the Warriors are coming out the the the. the oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's like a. <laughs> um, I look at these two teams. You know, both of them actually lead the league in isolation plays, uh, isolation plays. Um, and the Rockets just blow the uh, OKC out the water at number one, but still OKC is number two. Now with everybody getting healthy, maybe that that evens out a little bit, but still, and yet when you get into playoff basketball. You can't live off of isolation basketball. You have to have something else. And yeah. in that regard, I think it comes down to depth. And I give it to Houston. You know, if 
they take away their isolation basketball, I think Houston is deep enough to have other options to go to as opposed to OKC, um, who you're, they're going to depend on some guys who, you know, are pretty shaky. And uh, also, depending on how they call it in the playoffs with Harden, man, they're not that, that defense might come that back down to earth. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Rockets, man. But what, what about you? Who's your, who's your squad? Well, I agree. I mean, of course we agree. It was between OKC and Houston. But let me throw in the dark horse. Let me throw in two dark horses. Oh. Uh, Utah, who matches up with them. Yeah. Who matches up with them pretty well. And they're, defense- they're defensively good. Yes. And yes. Portland, a high-scoring team. Hmm. Who, who can beat Golden State on, the, on, the, on any given night? So those are the two teams I'm going to throw as a dark horse. Even though Golden State will blow them out. Seven game series, but back to OKC and Houston. I have to disagree with you as far as Houston and Golden State between Houston and Oklahoma because uh, being shaken in the playoffs that's James Harden's resume. Oh, that's James Harden's life. Yes, true. And I can't even I though I disagree with anybody, um, sharding on James Harden. <laughs> And the narrative, and that's kind of what people like to give the narrative on Chris Paul. But I think Chris Paul makes them better than what you know people want to give him credit for. Oh yeah, definitely you saw it last year. But when you look at Oklahoma defensively, they match up with them, hmm. and I believe you know Roberson comes back healthy. That's another defensive player. You know Paul George might win Defensive Player of the Year. Russell Westbrook been playing great defense. Yep. Um, Steven Adams, great yeah. defensive presence. Jeremy. All around great year. And one thing that Oklahoma is, is athletic. Yes. That's a very athletic team. That's a lot of high flyers, fast-paced team. So I think defensively and athletically, and then in the playoffs, they call it a little tougher. That's why I don't think Houston can get the job done against Golden State. All I, those fouls. Is- I, 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 I feel like that too easy, that they do call it tougher. They're supposed to call it tougher. Yeah. But with James Harden, man, it seems like it always – you never know until game seven when refs – refs will always swallow the – their, their whistles in game seven, I feel like. And that's I the mean, where you see, um, you know, for sure if, that James is not going to get those calls. If you really want to stop James Harden, just play him in an elimination game. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Drop the first three, boys. Yeah, yeah, play him in an elimination game. He's, he's going to lose those. But well, Easy to that point, man. If, let's be honest, and I agree with you. Chris Paul is underrated postseason performer. I think what yes. Chris Paul is his injury history. But those other three guys, the other three big names within this uh, th- this comparison, you know, out, uh, Paul George, like you said, um, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, and mm-hmm. uh, James Harden, uh, like like you said, all three of those guys have a a um, something on them where they cannot close the deal in the big games in the postseason. That's true. So I, I agree. Three of them have that narrative, uh, which makes me, you know, really shaky on believing in OKC. Because two weeks ago, you asked me, "Hey, OKC, man, definitely." But as I've seen Houston get everybody healthy and 
um, when they have everybody on the court, I'm like, oh man. Well, then, then I mean, you see how James Harden is playing. Yeah. Another thing that happens to him in the playoffs is fatigue. Yes. He always screams. There's always the fatigue flag that gets thrown up. Good point. But, Oklahoma. Uh, I just think Oklahoma defensively match up better with him. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. I believe, and then when Robeson comes back. Yep. You can switch people on KD. You know, you can find – and they're just so athletic that, you know, with the right defense, they can get them boys to go to state some trouble. Yep. And let's not forget about um, – let's forget about the rest of the squads in the West. The West is going to be – it's going to be a crazy playoff, man. It's going to be an entertaining playoffs. be fun to watch. I'm, I'm hyped about it. Um, when – man, how, how many more months we got to the playoffs, man? We need to we need to we need to start a movement to condense the league, man. I want less of <laughs> really. I want, yeah, I want to get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> we talk, we talk, you think we talk, we talk about this all the time. Easy, the NBA is the sport where what happens off the court and what has happened in the last twenty years is more talked about than what is happening in the moment in the season for the current week. Like how many games this show, for instance. How many games have we talked about really that happened this week since last show? One. Just one, yeah. But I think I don't know. I, you know, Eddie, because they a shorten you shorten the regular season. That means that's just a regular. We're shortening the games that we get to watch. So. So. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to get to. The, I want to talk about the legacies. I want them already to be defined, um, you know. So it, you get you get there quicker when you have um, players that you know, or seasons that go by fast. So there's two movements that we're supporting, uh, or I'm supporting, condensing the league and then getting the team to Seattle. So okay, oh, I like the 82 games, man. Let's keep it. I I rather keep it 82, man. It's- I mean, because think about it. Once the NBA season ends, what are we watching? Oh, easy. I also have the idea to pitch to you, brother, that we will do offline. So let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> y'all be on the lookout. A love and easy of cooking again. Oh, okay. I got my point back. Oh, hey, listen. I just, I just, I just want to throw that out. But um, about the high school, you know, no. I'm sorry to bring it back, bring no. it, you know, old memory, but. <laughs> the NBA and the college is all doing this to undercut my man, the Archie Manning of the NBA, LeVar Ball. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Stay your platform, easy. Stay yes. Platform, man. Yes. They're undercutting my man, LeVar Ball, and the JBA. Oh, man. Wow. All right. So here we go. This right here is a favorite segment of, um, like, I think of both of ours, really. Yeah, um, sure. Every once in a while, we, we throw it in. We like to take a legend. We call it Legend Look Back. Um, and we look at a legend from the past, and we basically ask the question, are they over or underrated? Or it could be just at the right spot, you know? Um mm-hmm. Today we look. To, easy, you want to you want to introduce this one, man? Um, you want me to introduce? Yeah. All right. If, if yeah, it's up, it's up to you. If, it's just, just right. a, be, a behind the scenes um thing for you guys. 
my uh, note computer just died. So uh, all my uh, <laughs> Larry Bird facts are on that computer. So uh, <laughs> if you could. Okay. So uh, so the legend that we're looking at today is the white hype, the great white hope, Larry Joe Bird. Uh, career, career averages, he averaged 24 points. Six assists, 10 rebounds. Uh, he's the three-time MVP, three in a row. Uh, he's a three-time champ, rookie of the year. He was the first to hit the 50-40-90, and he did it twice. Uh, two-time finals MVP, and I want to say 12-time All-Star. Larry Joe Bird out of French Lick, Indiana. A love do you think my guy Larry Bird is overrated? Or underrated legend look back. Larry Bird. Now, easy. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. Um, last episode, I think what kind of got us gives the idea to do this legend look back was because I said some blasphemous stuff about Larry Bird. I started to believe the narrative that Larry Bird was overrated. I said some crazy, mm. but in doing it today, you, you want to go back on you want to say what those statements were. The statement, it was something along the lines of, uh, I don't know, basically I was down, I was down playing Larry Bird's ability. Basically hinting that he's overrated. But like a great man of thought that I am, I did some research. Right. Larry Bird playing the 13th season for the Boston Celtics, three rings, um, multiple MVPs, um, actually the first non-center to win consecutive MVPs. Three straight. Three straight. Um, great dude. But what I thought about Larry Bird, and this is the biggest revelation I had, is that of course Larry Bird is definitely not overrated. In fact, if we're basing it off of what a lot of these younger troll fans are saying about Larry Bird, and I hate to say it, man, I feel like a large fan base of um actually I'm gonna leave it alone uh, I was gonna say LeBron fans that uh or just I read oh, yeah, call, call I'm gonna call them I'm object I'm a I like to think I'm an objective LeBron fan but some of them just they like to they like downplay Larry Bird but Larry Bird man this dude is was an all-around better player in every aspect except for passing than Magic Johnson. That's what the popular belief was. So if you think that Magic Johnson is top five, which I don't think so, but if you have Magic Johnson in your top five, you have to have Larry Bird. Because he has to, if you think, what made Jordan great? Jordan, if you think Jordan had the markability of Magic Johnson and the tough and grittiness and clutchness of Larry Bird. That's why Jordan could be considered the GOAT. But, you know, on court, well, you got the on court side, Larry Bird. Just that market. Well, I think I think the reason why people put Magic over Bird is uh Magic won twice on against uh to Larry Bird's one when they went head to head. You know, Magic does is a five time champ. Uh-huh. You know, uh and I think Magic Johnson overall was the more likable person. And Magic played one through five. But when I talk about Magic, I'm just saying why people would say that. But 
if you're asking me, uh, I think Larry Bird is underrated. Uh, I'm not going to say he's highly underrated because people do put respect on his name, except for these young punks of now today. You know, these young punks. The young punks, too, because young punks also like and subscribe. So, young punks, you are welcome here, too. <laughs> but, yeah, um, they like, you know, the disrespect Larry Bird gets from the younger generation. He's definitely underrated. Now, I'm going to give you some names. Um, James Harden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jokic, um, Nikolai Jokic, um, Luka Doncic, Dirk, Tim Duncan, Carl Anthony Towns, Kyle Lowry, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Joe Inglis. Now, you know I name all those names? Because they, when you look at them play, all of them look very slow and uh, unathletic. So to think that Larry Bird wouldn't put up his numbers or even greater numbers, which I believe he would, in today's game is crazy to me. In this three-point era, the spacing, the less physicality, and you let Larry Bird, who's probably one of the best all-around scorers of all time, just do his thing. A, a good defender, uh, actually, a almost a borderline great defender, if not, yeah, great defender. I mean, defense. How I many defense, defensive player of the year awards has he won? I think it was. No, I never won defensive player, but I think he was a three-time, oh, two-time, three-time, second-time defensive player uh, defensive was, team. Yeah, defensive team. So yeah, he's uh, the, he he made the first team. I do believe three times. Um, it was second, second second team. team? Okay, research department. Yeah, it was second research department. Let's okay. get on it. Um, but um, I mean, when you talking about clutch shots, you know, cockiness, trash talkers, you know. Yeah. I mean, okay. his his career high in Atlanta, he put up sixty. 60. The other team was rooting for him. <laughs> it was going crazy. <laughs> I, you know, so easy. I, you make a great point about that, Larry Bird, with these rules today. But you, you, you think could he still guard in open space like that with the quickness of the players? You, you think he could still do that? Because a lot of his uh, defense um, greatness came with the ability to be physical on the defensive side. You think he could still? Uh, no. But no. Right? But who's playing defense nowadays anyway? Truth, fact. <laughs> I mean, these these NBA games are looking like, I mean, oh, NBA Jam games. Like, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah. I, that's why I do not feel bad for scoring 100 points with my, my player on 2K now. <laughs> hey, hey, easy. Um, Larry Bird, man. Did, um, did you think that – Larry Bird, hold up. I, I I lost my thought again. Easy. There you go. The, that old age thing, man. I had a great point. But you had I, a great point. Great point. I lost it. I was going to. Oh, my goodness. It was about Larry Bird. <laughs> of course, Larry Bird. Uh, uh, were you, were you going to talk about his first finals appearance? No, I was going to talk about. All right, let's just go ahead and move on. What, what, what about well, his first finals appearance? Well, uh. To me, I think he got cheated out of a finals MVP. They gave it to Cedric Max- Maxwell. Don't hate on Big uh, Sad. I'm not hating on Big Sad, but, you know, Cedric Maxwell scored, well, I think he averaged 17 and 9 for that series. But Larry Bird averaged 15, 15, seven assists and two steals. So I think Larry got cheated out of that first finals. But um, 
when you go back and you hear stories of Larry Bird, yeah. and they just talk about his overall cockiness, his yeah. arrogance, and how how sure he was of his talent. You know, one time, they, yeah, he said one game, he said he was going to play with his left hand <laughs> for the first three quarters. For the first three quarters, playing with just his left hand outside jump shots, he scored 22 points. Wow. And he had 47 for the whole game. So this is a professional NBA game, right? Professional NBA game, yes. Against the Portland Trailblazers. And then to think that he wouldn't go against athletic players, you know, he was torching Robin. He's torch torching Dr. J. He was taunting Dr. J. They said throughout the whole game, he was screaming out two numbers. The number of points he had and the number of points Dr. J had. You know what that uh, ended up in? What was that? Dr. J firing off on Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Old school NBA. You remember, the t- you remember the two-piece? It's what you're not entertained? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey. But you, 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 you made me remember my point. My point I was going to make earlier is that that mental, that mental aspect. It's like yeah. we, have, we have to make a scale on what, how, how are we going to measure greatest of all time, okay? Because a lot of what people say – makes Jordan great was that mental um that mental aspect of his game that that you know I'm I'm a I'm gonna kill you and whatever I, I go against you at. Larry Bird had that. Larry Bird yeah. was he was obsessive about that. We see that with someone like Tom Brady. Um you know Tom that, Brady. Um, now, why, oh people people are lucky that this is not an NFL podcast because Tom Brady what about me? <laughs> Come on, he's a human asterisk. We go. Let me say it. He's a human asterisk. Tom Brady, no, nah, all of his accomplishments are are tarnished to me. So, I, I will put this out there. I root against the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. Uh, shout out Bob Kraft. Uh, I like Bob Kraft. <laughs> I'm, hey, you gonna help me? Let's say hey, it's been a bad week for the Roberts. Hey, <laughs> good, but. Tom Brady, you have to say, is the greatest of all time. Easy, a quarterback. You can't, you can't say that about the walking ass. Joe Cool, I'm still going Joe Cool. Tarnish. No matter of fact, let me take that back. My greatest quarterback of all time is Kurt the Goat Warner. Yes, Kurt the Goat Warner. Man, I want Kurt Warner. You know what's funny? Easy is that in this, in in our in our um. ADD conversation or ADD attention span, we veer off topic, and this is uh, ironic that we do this on talking about Larry Bird because perhaps this is how Larry Bird <laughs> gets underrated because he looks unathletic, he is boring, he's Larry Born Bird. Unless you got to watch those games in the moment live, yeah, they, they say there was no better show, but. Looking back in history, you, you get to Larry Bird's page. If you're just looking at pictures, you're gonna flip past. And we just did that on Larry Bird's legend look back. What a that disgrace. is true, but grace. But back to Larry, man, to the competitive fire that he had, man. Isn't you don't see that today. Oh. You don't see that today. And you oh. see people, you know, with these young boys that's trading jerseys with each other. Larry Bird would have never traded jerseys with Magic Johnson in the Heat. Of their prime. Easy. Every every show, every show, you grow more and more into get off my porch guy. 
I'm so get off my porch. <laughs> I'm so get off my porch. Uh, get off my line. Well, no. Oh my goodness. Well, look, so e- anyway, folks, looks like we both agree that uh Larry Bird is definitely not overrated. Uh so Easy thinks he's uh you, you think he's he's underrated, right? And Yeah, he's underrated. He's so underrated. We both agree the younger generation does underrate him. So uh no, um, that was that was fun. Uh, join us. We'll, we'll let y'all know. We'll try to let y'all know ahead of time when we uh cover our next. We're gonna start putting that out there. We're gonna start yeah. putting it out there. You know, underrated, yeah. overrated, the legends that we're gonna talk about. While we feel each person is what they are. So and, and shoot us some names too that you might want to see us talk about too. So we do take suggestions. Easy, look at man. We we've been on here. We had a great show, man. We we've been on here long enough. We gave enough uh, information to the people. Um, let's see. Let's talk about uh, what what, what you gonna look for this week, Easy? Mm, I'm gonna look for this week. Um, I just want to see. I'm interested in seeing what happens in this final playoff spot in the West. You have the Clippers who are trying to tank. You have the Kings who are trying to make the playoffs. Then you have the Lakers, who, who knows. It seemed like it's a mutiny. It seemed like there's a lot of problems. Will the drama will the Lakers drama over exceed the Kings youth? That's what Ooh. I want to see. Or will the Clippers accidentally tank their way into the playoffs? Ooh, look, I'll tell y'all, ESP, y'all need to get a hold of this man. He's coming up with storylines every day. Check him out. Yes. Yes. Isaiah Tom of voice. You will have to bring the Brinks truck. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. lying. ESPN can get me for uh NBA 2K20 and a bag of Skittles. Just pay me in VCs for the next <laughs> 2 k That'd be cool. <laughs> but uh for my what I'm gonna look for this week, easy actually. Um, of course I'm gonna be watching this Laker drama going on. A little bit closely because I as much I'm, I'm I'm prepping myself with this reality that LeBron might not be in the playoffs this year. I don't know how I'm really gonna deal, um, but as long mm. as I got, got this show, I have an obligation to watch. So I'm a I'm gonna try to watch. But uh, outside of NBA, man, I'm also gonna be watching. Uh, local uh, sports store is unfortunately going out of business. Uh, in the area, and uh, everything is discounted prices, but they're gonna be <laughs> the counter says she's gonna be uh, they're gonna be lowering prices as stuff gets sold. So, I'm gonna be watching for the inventory to get lower to get more of those discounts. So, other okay. than that, man, uh, I just uh, gonna be looking forward to our next show. Easy, uh, go ahead. Tell what up, what up, what up, hey man, me and my boy A Love back in the day, two class clowns tearing up the classes. Now, we two adults speaking our opinions and. On the news and rumors on the NBA, this is your boy Easy. This your boy A Love. This is in the back of the class NBA podcast. Peace, holla, love, one.